When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you, Amy. Welcome back to the program. Greatest disappointment walking away from a sporting event. Uh, let's get your thoughts on that on the back of the disappointment at Monica Oval yesterday. Well done, Australia. Yes, we like to see you win, but not quite like that. Not by... Uh, eight wickets and 259 balls to spare. That's not quite how we want to have it. Uh, g'day, Jimmy. Biggest disappointment. Saw Midnight Oil just before Garrett went into politics. Half concert, half political grandstanding. Cheers, the big G. Okay, so, yeah, we'll we'll expand it out to not just sporting events. Uh, I saw Midnight Oil at the Bridge Hotel at Roselle. Uh, I don't know where Peter Garrett was within his... Uh, foray into politics, but what an outstanding concert that was. But uh, thank you. Keep them coming in. Oh, Arvo Jim, most disappointing sporting event. Cronulla versus Melbourne. Good Friday, 2018. Flew up from Melbourne only to watch Matt Checken blow 40 penalties. I was there that night, Callum, from Melbourne. Did get to see Cam Smith's Sinbin live, though. Yes. Yes, that was uh, a treat for the Sharkies fans that night. Good on you, Callum. Uh, trust you well. We know Malcolm Con uh, is well. He's the senior cricket writer for the Sydney Morning Herald. He was covering the game at Monaco yesterday. He's on the line. G'day, Mal. G'day, Jimmy. Uh, all right. Uh, give us your thoughts uh, about the way things... And, and you know, it's it's happening in slow motion when the West Indies are losing wickets left, right and centre. Australia win with 259 balls to spare. But your overall thoughts on, on what it went for, for the spectators, for West Indies cricket, and indeed for all the news organisations that are covering it. Yeah, look, uh, Jimmy, my, the, the word that came to my mind was tragic. I mean, when you yeah. see what that remarkable team from the 80s and 90s or from the 70s through to the 90s uh, brought to world cricket and to see what they are now, it was just really sad. And uh, it just shows uh, how much danger international cricket is in if, if the, um, the, the major organisations involved in the sport don't do something about it. And uh, that starts with India and... Uh, their IPL teams not setting up competitions all over the world and then poaching the best players so that the West Indies' best players are currently in Dubai playing, playing for uh, IPL teams in a meaningless tournament instead of uh, representing the West Indies in international cricket. So uh, that was very sad on a number of fronts. Uh, it did give us the chance to see Lance Morris again and certainly much improved on his debut in Melbourne. Uh, he was quick. He was into the... Mid-140s, uh, got two for 13. Uh, sadly, walked off of the side strain, which I think uh, will inevitably rule him out as a, as a reserve fast bowler for the New Zealand Tour coming up later this month. And we got to see uh, Fraser McGurk uh, get a hold of a few. That was uh, pretty remarkable, wasn't it? Uh, three sixes in four balls at one stage, uh, 41 off 18 and 
Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to get bowling to take a part like that all the time, but uh, certainly uh, makes it uh, an interesting uh, view for the future. He's only 21 years old. Uh, you know the thing about that, Mal, is Alzuri Joseph was bowling at 148 k's an hour. So, like, he, he's bowling quick. I, I mentioned earlier, Jake Fraser-McGurk, does he remind you of anyone? I said, a right-handed David Warner with better footwork. What about you? <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, actually, is it? The, the, I mean, Warner started the same way, that sort of ultra-aggressive uh, type of cricket. Um, yeah. Warner did seem to have um, probably a better base uh, to hit from. But uh, this kid's clearly got some talent. When you can uh, make a ball disappear like he did, then uh, he's got something going for him. Mm. Do we, being Cricket Australia, and and when they think about their tours, outside of when England tours and when India tours, do we we need to rethink our summer, Mal? Uh, Well, I think it's being rethought for us um, because we've got... um, the uh, IPL is now being stretched out to 12 weeks, so that's sort of going to start in March. So um, our summer is under sort of um, constant and growing threat. We've got a T20 uh, competition going on in Dubai at the moment, financed by wealthy Indian businessmen. We've got another T20 competition going on in South Africa at the moment, financed by uh, wealthy Indian businessmen through their IPL teams. So there's a lot of players who can't come to Australia and uh, play in the IPL. There's uh, unfortunately too many players who don't even represent their international teams anymore. So um, there's some real struggle there, and uh, it means that our our window is getting narrower and narrower. So um, world cricket needs to do something to uh, to try and sort this out. There's got to be mm. something more than just wealthy Indian business businessmen going around buying up the best players and and running T20 competitions. Uh, how motivated are organisations outside the BCCI to do that, Mel? Well, they they tread a very fine tightrope because mm. uh, the BC, if if India don't tour, then teams don't make money. I mean, the irony of this is that the players are making the best players, the absolute stars, are making far more money out of playing T Twenty cricket for franchises than they are playing for their countries. And yet it's international cricket that keeps the countries going. The only way that, um, that countries can generate income is by uh, uh, a distribution they get from the ICC, from uh, annual ICC events like the recently played World Cup, uh, which has been reduced because India say, well, we, we bring in most of the money, so we want most of the money. So India get more than a third and uh, you get countries like, or nations, cricketing nations like the West Indies who... Uh, who are, uh, are getting a pittance as a result, unfortunately. So things at the moment are going backwards, and uh, I'm just not sure how or when it's going to turn around. Yeah, and and that's the th- you know people were looking at this Test match being played over in New Zealand at the moment, and um, South Africa are four for 101 in their second innings, chasing seven million. So you know this is a, a weakened South African side, but the best players have stayed back to play in the T20 tournament because that is how South African cricket is going to generate enough revenue for them to be able to continue with their one their international tours, but also their domestic cricket, which of course is so important when it comes to uh, discovering and nurturing the next generation of player. Yeah, well, unfortunately, South African cricket had, had been administered so badly for so long uh, that they they were forced to sell their soul to survive. And selling their mm. soul meant that uh, 
there's a competition now run basically by IPL clubs and wealthy Indian businessmen uh, that insists that uh, all the uh, South African best players stay in South Africa uh, during the peak of their season and don't represent uh, their country, which is very sad for a country that's been uh, a fantastically competitive team uh, yeah. across the last sort of three decades or so. Yeah. It, it seems like that's not going to happen for Australia, but do you, do you see pressure coming? Do you see players being pigeonholed and pushed? Like, if you look at Jake Fraser-McGurk, I can see him in red ball cricket, but it might be just too enticing from an uh, from a, a franchise for him to be playing short-form cricket around the globe annually. Well, the interesting thing is that the players who get the biggest money are the best players in international cricket. They, they make their names as superstars and then they get picked up. Right. Uh, but, and, and in Australia, we're fortunate that if you're good enough to get a central contract, uh, and even if you're not, if you can get like a state contract and a BBL contract, you can probably earn $150,000 a year, which is a comfortable earn for a young bloke who's playing cricket. Got a question from a listener, Simon from Balgowney, wanting uh, Shamar Joseph, because he came out in the press conference and said, no, no, I'm going to play for the West Indies wherever I can, which is noble, but might change once a, a big check is waved in front of him. Well, it would be interesting to see how he goes, but um, look, I covered um, that West Indies series and I covered his press conferences, and he was a breath of fresh air on and off the field. He was fantastic. And uh, I think no matter what comes his way, he's desire as a young man is to, is to play test cricket for his nation. That's all he wants to do. And we saw with David Warner, even though David Warner started as a 2020 specialist and everyone thought, oh, here we go, this will be the first of the, of the real sort of gun-for-hire type players. He ended up playing 112 test matches. So you can do both. I mean, he can earn as much uh, uh, or more being, uh, as he was being a very highly paid Australian player and a couple of million bucks a year uh, as he did in the IPL and still managed to play both. So you can do both um, if you um, if you have the desire and uh, if you um, make those uh, opportunities work for you. But uh, obviously, uh, some players have just decided that uh, they'll take the money. Uh, Ricky Ponting is going to coach the Washington Freedom in Major League Cricket. Of course, Cricket New South Wales have an involvement with that franchise. What do you, what do you make of this? Is there anyone in world cricket whose stocks are higher? than R.T. Ponting right now? Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. I, I think he's uh, terrific. He, he, and, uh, look, I've seen him uh, in action as a coach. He was a consultant in England in 2019 during the World Cup, and he was brilliant. He got heavily involved in the fielding drills. Um, he really uh, got the players involved and up, and I, I thought he was brilliant. And I could imagine that a young player to have Ricky Ponting in your ear uh, given what he's done and given the enthusiasm that he brings, I think that's a, a massive coup for uh, MLC and really puts them on the map as an in, an incredible as a credible T uh, Twenty uh, franchise uh, franchise or competition in this case. Yeah, just just what we need another one that's going to drag people away from <laughs> representing their country. Mal, as always, uh, fantastic to get your insight. Really appreciate it. Cheers, Jimmy. Uh, senior cricket writer, Sydney Morning Herald, good man, Mal Conn, uh, giving us all the latest there. Yes, that's right. Justin Langer was the coach and Ricky Ponting was heavily involved in that 2019 Ashes tour. Just thought I'd make mention of that. Harry Grant, 
just announced as Melbourne Storm captain for 2024. So congratulations to him. Uh, Christian Welsh, uh, Cameron Munster, overlook for that one. Harry Grant, I don't think too many would argue about that. Uh, 1-300-01-1170, our talk topic today. When have you walked away disappointed from a sporting event? Uh, you let us know. All right, let's break and then we're back with more.